allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is James. Hey, how are you doing here with Blake? Blake, how are you? Good. Richard, yourself? All right? Uh, just, just want to check. Blake, are you okay? I want to give you the opportunity. Thanks, Richard. Thanks. No I, I feel like James often takes my... My, my air time. Um, I'm hang, hang on, hang on. Let's not go that far. Right. I got Richard, <laughs> the stat guy, to clock the minutes of, of yarn. You're yeah. well. Your minutes are well up. Yeah, I run out of three pens when I try to write it down, mate. Come on. <laughs> passion, boys. Passion. Oozes, drips from my veins. Um, where do you want to start? Like, in terms of level of anger out of 10. What are you feeling? What were you feeling Wednesday? So, Tuesday night, as opposed to now, Jim. What, what was your... How's your anger level changed? Um, I was pr- I was pretty upset. I won't lie to you. During the back end of that that fixture, I was quite angry. A um, few mutes hit the mute button a few much, so I could pretend it wasn't going on. But yes, yeah, so there was some anger there. I'm feeling it- much more settled now, and I think it's because the turnaround's so quick. It's it's Saturday. I don't have Turn time to up. be angry. And before I ask Blake the same question, do you, was it anger or was it frustration? I should have asked you that. Oh under the same branch aren't they probably a little bit of both i'm just really frustrated at the rucks the rucks is what's fucking pissing (laughs) me off hold the ball man yeah we'll come to a breakdown in a minute because there's a lot to say about that but what about yourself uh because you're in probably a very different mindset now blake no um look on tuesday night i I was measured i thought this is a good friend measured you were blind I thought it was a good French side with a deep squad. The Aussies gave it their best. And, you know, sometimes you just can't come out on top. What the fuck's going on? You definitely <laughs> couldn't even spell measured on Tuesday night, mate. No, I was very upset on Tuesday night. <laughs> I was very upset on Tuesday night. Um, look, what, what angle you want me to take here? I can give this the optimistic spin. I can give it the pessimistic spin. Every few minutes I change my views. So what do you want from me, boys? Because I will go... I will put the, you know, exaggeration on 10 here. Okay. Which one do you want? You want optimism or pessimism? I would like the real reason why you've got a goatee right now. Um, we're, just, we're just at lockdown, mate. When you need to go out, I've always got a mask on, so you can't see my atrocious <laughs> facial hair. Yeah, I'm going full Ragnar too, Ragnar, with this beard. Um, to answer your question, though, I think it'd be really, uh, it won't, wouldn't be right unless we actually went your true, honest opinion about pure frustration, anger, because I think that's what's at the heart of it, isn't it? Well, that's the, I think that's the, the problem I'm having is with my analysis, right? Which is, is this France D? Was rugby pushed off Channel 9 for Beauty and the Geek? Yes. Did we just lose to France and we should be 0 2? Um, is that the, is that the reality or is rugby on free to air? Was it a sellout in Melbourne? And, you know, is this a, an amazing series and we got a decider on Saturday and France has got a bloody deep squad and won the under 20s recently? Whichever one of those I take changes my measurement on the game. Because I actually think when you look at the Australian players individually, not too many players had a Barry. I'd say Wright did. But I actually think on the whole, they played all right. We just didn't play test match rugby. So if the, the former is true, and this is a rubbish French side and Beauty of the Geeks on Channel 9, um, it's a joke. And we will lose to the All Blacks by 60 points and it isn't good enough. And we have no game management. Uh, and Australian rugby has not improved. If it's the former, and this is a bloody good French side. You said uh, former twice. For, for what they are. <laughs> the latter, rather. Thank you. Thanks for the correction. Keep me honest. Um, 
if it's the latter, then, um, you know, probably still not good enough, but shit happens in Test Match Footy, second game. It isn't that the, the story of life. It's partly column A and partly column B. Mm, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Um, but I, if anything, based off your descriptions there, I'm going with former. I'm going with Beauty Geek on Channel 9, and this isn't good enough because it's not. Good. Bring yeah, it back, Jim. That's probably right. Never, never in front, a heavily weighted crowd in our favour, all to play for, a lot of people you know, sort of their, their debut series representing their country on our land, on our turf, in front of our fans. French couldn't then, even come. Huh? The French fans couldn't even come. If couldn't they even come, you know? And you know what's refreshing, man? If I was a French fan and this is the D side showing up with this heart on their land, it would be it's it's just really good to see the French side are not here to fuck around. And that's awesome because they haven't just brought a D team to blunt some players in making a crack for the next World Cup. They've come to fucking show up and stick it to them. So it's really the competition. They're not an outstanding attackive team by no measure, but they are brutal. All right, I, do love, I do love, by the way, just for the record, just interjecting that two podcasts ago, you you. Um, classified them as a B team, but now because you've lost to them, you both now call them a D team. It's, it's, it's <laughs> interesting. Get angry. Get angry. It's, it's interesting. Well, I want to throw it to you is, you know, it hurts me. It's maybe the, the more objective of the trio, Richard. Um, you can remove yourself. You despise this nation. Um, oh, I know. That's, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> I reside here. Definitely don't. Um, no. So as, as, a, as, a, as a pommy looking in, is, is this, do we suck? Are we sixth, seventh in the world and we are losing on our home soil to a quarantined third string French side and we're a bit shit at rugby? Or is this a very good French squad and Australia's pretty good and, you know, two, three in the world, six months away once things start to connect, which is what Aussie fans want to believe. What is it, mate? You're the objective punter here. To be really objective, I don't think you are. You're never going to be two in the world, in my opinion. Ever. Uh, right now. Not ever, ever. But right now. No, no, not right now. Sorry, I, I'll take that back. I don't, I don't envisage you to be two or three in the world in the near future because I think, unfortunately, a lot of your better and inverted covers players end up going overseas for money, which is totally understandable. And even people take little sojourns off different places. Uh, and that, that impacts, obviously, continuity. So I don't, I don't really think two or three is the, the... I know it's the aim, but I don't see it happening. I just think, see that other nations are going to be stronger. As such... The fourth best team in the world, yes, that is that's probably is where you sit, and as a result of that, I just feel that Australia are underperforming right now. I just feel that the the players or the squad needs to stay together for a long period of time, and that continuity will come back to it because we can we can shit on individuals, but continuity is a massive thing. And um, when you do that, and when Rennie has them for a long period of time, I think you'll end up getting better and better. So. I think that's where, where it's at right now. And in, in regards to France, they are fantastic. They've got a huge amount of players. Look, they've got a you know top 14 and lower tiers. They've got a huge amount of players to pick from. So that, And that level of competition is only going to breed a, a huge depth. And they, those players don't go overseas like the Aussies do. So, therefore, I think that their squad, in inverted commas, is always going to be naturally bigger. So, I think it is, to go back to your point, a little bit of column A and column B, and I think you should be disappointed. And I, and I think part of the pain, right, and, you know, I don't know if you saw Twitter, it got a little emotional. Um, I think part of the pain is that I bought into the hype that France is normally five, six in the world and this was their B team. And, uh, you know, these emerging wallabies are going to be world class and they're clearly not yet. Mm. 
But the key word you said is that they are going to be, and they potentially are going to be. And we don't on full Carol Dweck, haven't we? Growth mindset. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing. That's why we've got to keep that unity together. You know, I saw some idiot try and question Rennie's coaching ability. Like, seriously, you need to stick. You know, you've made a decision. You know, go with him. Create a culture. Tell you what, 70th minute, I wanted to sack him. <laughs> um, but keep, keep with him and, and keep that going. And when you get some players back as well, you know, James O'Connor comes back in, you know, um, uh, Nick White comes back in, suddenly you may look a better team. And so, would, would you agree with that, Jim? That the, the problem is 9, 10, 12? Yeah, look, no one's, no, no one's playing with an ounce of confidence in those positions. Um, granted, Tua, Tamua had a much better game. And, and made a much better attempt at controlling and setting up people around him. But but I'm just not seeing the go forward. Not a lot of ad line coming from our forwards. I, 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 don't, I saw some articles saying that they played quite well, but I reckon they got smashed around. I was yeah. really concerned with with what I was seeing. Like they were getting eaten up. You know what's I think happened? It's actually, I think and then it's they, go into, they go into their shells a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm really struggling with the rucks. The big point I wanted to make was just the challenging of the rucks. I'm so used to watching the rucks go uncontested and they're not committed. Um, we've got the defense line spanning out really, really wide. And where I think all our players are a bit used to that format too. They're not used to every ruck being a contest. Um, and it's catching us out. Two things about what you just said there is I think the narrative was they played quite well because it looked like they got their hands on the ball a lot. Whereas actually, if you look at the stats, there was a lot of carries, but there wasn't for many meters, actually. They were losing the actual contact point. That post-contact meters wasn't really um, um, you know, evident. For example, like Harry Wilson had like 11 carries for 15 meters, you know? Like brilliant um, stats, mate. Yeah, thanks, man. Like they even, are sharp, aren't they? <laughs> and even like Slipper had 10 carries for 10 meters, you know, there's, and there's a number of them. I just feel like they didn't win that. Because the French pack were a big set of boys. So I, I just didn't feel that they, uh, they won the contact area. And the second point about the breakdown, they should have been smarter. You know, Sean Edwards, he's coached Wales, he's coached the Lions. Like, you know what? You know he's going to throw men at that, at that breakdown. You need to get more in there. It's not just Michael Hooper's responsibility. It's a collaborative effort. And their angle position of clean-out and consistency wasn't good enough as a whole. Yeah, a, a few things I'll jump on there. I think we've done a massive overcorrection at the breakdown. We were a country obsessed with the breakdown. Pocock, Hooper, Phil Ward, George Smith, take, take your pick, that lacked forward runners. And we seem to have given up on the breakdown when we've got possession and just focused on the forward runners. We we clearly lacked that forward go forward. So we've replaced the cult of the breakdown with the cult of big Lucy's hitting it up. Um, And even our second rowers and props were asking to carry more than we are asking to do work at the breakdown. So I think you've seen a bit of an overcorrection go on there. I also think we're getting bashed up in those inside channels. Um, When we carry it too wide, there's a lot of space. Um, but we, we can't match it with the Europeans in close at the moment. Um, and I think, I think that's why all of those blokes didn't make many metres that you just mentioned, Richard. Mm. Um, I, think it's, I think it's also probably um, you made, when you went wide, you also made silly mistakes. So therefore it allowed you, the, the French defence, to get that rush defence, or even at times they ended up sliding as well. Mm. Uh, they ended up... Um, adjusting to whatever plan was was happening. Whereas if you were more secure at wide, that would have led greater holes in the middle. For example, the banks cut back in or Passami tried to do it. That would have 
allowed for those cutbacks in closer to the channel. Mate, that's hit the nail on the head, making the wrong decisions. For, for what, five years, I've watched the Wallabies play all the football, every game they play. Yep. France just played the possession, played the stats. They kicked in their 22. They kicked in their own half. They put up contestable kicks. They made Australia play. Why we have to run for three or four phases before we kick once it's our last option, I'll never understand. Um, just kicking as poor, well. poor decision-making um, all over the park in terms of knowing when to kick, when to run, when to pass. Um, and, and I think this is what we're coming to, right? It's not individuals. It is the systems. And I think that's why, you know, frustrations hit Rennie quickly. But they just need time to breathe. Absolutely. But during the game, during the game, I don't feel that way. I expect more, right? I expect them to have these things sorted out. Um, but that's why I think it's the 9, 10, and 12 channel. We're just not making the right decisions. We're making Harry Wilson, James Slipper, and Valentini hit it up inside our own 22, not hit it up inside their 40. Um, and then for some reason, we're obsessed with second-man plays in our own half. Obsessed. Yeah, all the time. And, and then we get into their 22, and all we can do is throw out one out. It just fucking baffles me. When the, I'll draw on your point there where you're talking about the big boys, big boy Wilson and big boy Valentini and the slippery slipper. Um, I, when you watch the, the All Blacks play Fiji, because I watched that game, and they've got obviously their big cattle too, but it's not a question of how hard they run at the line. It's the spacing in which they utilize. How far are they from the person next to them either side? Their spacing in relation to the defensive setup is completely different. And all of their ad lines is using the weak shoulders or hitting the space between two defenders and making the defender second guess which one's getting the ball. We see Valentini and Wilson just run with so much grit, so much force, but it's not really that effective. I think they need to reconsider their spacing when they're doing those those runs, especially in the 22. They're just getting stood up. You're right, Jim. Soft shoulders, footwork, and offloads. That's what make forwards running impressive. Uh-huh. Richard, the screen's on. Oh, up and about. I'm up and what about. The, what's only, going on? Only because I wanted to put my hand up to interject something. Get in there, son. You... <laughs> the other thing I would just say, though, but I think you know, what you mentioned was the fact that, that it, they play free. They play what, heads up footy. I feel like you go back to co- the coaching. I think sometimes Australia are too formulaic, and then maybe they're overcoached. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Look, it could be. It could very much be overcoached. Um, but, you know, when I think back to Super Rugby, I can't remember. Did I see more of that during the season? Is it a change? Is it those connections? Is it the combinations not really knowing where they're standing or what they're doing? And they just see it as a crash ball as opposed to utilizing the space and thinking about it. Because looking, I- at, cause looking at the stats again, like, France made nine clean breaks, and which is exactly the same amount of Australia, and they had only had thirty six percent of the possession. Because they played at the right times, they mm. played Test match footy. We we just played some helter skelter bullshit. Um, and I think I agree with all of our analysis here. We're we're brilliant. All right, we've nailed this. We've hit, <laughs> we've hit this on the head. But are we being too apologetic? Is this a bit under nines? Tamua played better. Gordon played better. If they get their systems right, you're playing for fucking Australia, guys. Get it right. We expect you to play perfect. I mean, that's the expectation of the All Blacks fans, right? They came off, they had a barnstorming game against Fiji. The fans aren't happy with them. They didn't play perfect. Um, I think they played great. They didn't play perfect. Are we being too, are we cutting too much slack by pointing out their deficiencies and saying they improved? Um, Is that bullshit? Is that under eights? 
But I feel also that the All Blacks are, are striving for perfection to be the number one team in the world. I don't believe Shouldn't we be? You absolutely can, but there has to be some sense of realism along the way as well, no? You're not in a position to be able to stretch for that. So if you're so setting a what's the fan supposed, right? That's a chat for the coaches. They should mm. believe it and be striving for it and look at the fucking stats. Are we improving? What should the fans be? Should we be okay with moderate improvement, losing the odd game to France? Or should we be demanding the Wallabies in 99? It depends what you want, because if you strive for to be number one in the world, then you're always going to be disappointed. Is that the way that you want to look at it? Or do you do want you... me to just sit down and enjoy the contest? I won't do it. I'll never I won't do it. <laughs> ever. Not ever. I won't no, I do you. it, man. I know you're you know, fucking just sick to... of seeing too. Hookers not throw straight. Sort it out. They put up that many videos of hookers thrown to each other. Yeah, every day you're on Instagram, they're chucking it in perfectly. Yeah, doing the slow-mo shit with a sepia filter. Just throw it in straight, man. Go option one until you can figure it out. Is it not sepia? I don't know. I'm not in visual arts. I don't waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's start calling players out. Right was a bum. Absolute dog. Um, yeah, was, there's so. a cult of Lon again. Everyone wants to love that kid. He's not big enough for test match footy. Don't rush him in. No. There's a reason he plays on the bench for the Brumbies. Of course not. Bullied, bullied every time he touched the ball. If you offered him Brumbies up for lunch, man, I'd leave hungry. Lonigan's too small. <laughs> Give me a bigger body. <laughs> um, Tupo, impressed with Tupo. There's an argument it's, to be made. Obviously, we won't talk about the team just released, but Tupo's back on the bench. It's, a, it's the ultimate decision, isn't it? He was brilliant for 15 minutes, brilliant. And then he came off the field and we sucked in the last 10 minutes. And you think what, what won us the game last <laughs> last week was Tupo off the bench, man. Just Those lines for, that he was the running. The answer is playing for 80. <laughs> Never take him off. I'd love to know. I don't have the stat for this, by the way. I'd love to know how many... Look, he did. He ran, he ran well. He was impactful. Um, he obviously secured that side of the scrum, which is great. But I wonder how many breakdowns he actually got to. I saw him loitering a lot. Um, His the... job is to eat blokes and scrummage. He scrummaged eight blokes and one barnstorming run a game. Yeah, he ticked yeah. all the boxes, mate. And a waddle sprint. He's... And a waddle sprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ticked all the boxes. I don't want any more from him. Um because the only thing would, the only thing would be so because Alala Sawa didn't do anything wrong when he came on even that scrum that, you, that got turned over in the last like whatever no. many minutes it was that that wasn't his fault no, and and a, and a defensive presence too and a yeah. defensive presence Alala Sawa it's just a bit of X factor so mm. I'm happy I'm happy in both share and just Tupo is very good and, and it is a difficult question do you start him or finish him because at yeah. either end he's going to be dominant probably more dominant at the end, but he gets less minutes then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting dilemma. We've been very generous on the ref. He was a joke. The, was rough, a joke. Was a, the rough was a gangbang. The, honestly, the rough was chaos. For both teams, in fairness. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying there was mm. bias. It was just atrocious. Yeah. Um, no. The offside line was a bit of a mess. The scrummages, maybe you like that. He had no interest in calling penalties. He was happy to let it collapse and just let the ball be played. I know some fans like that, to keep the ball in play. It's frustrating when you've got a strong scrum, though. It's, it's hard. I think, Jim, one of you came with the idea that at least someone should be refereeing from, a, from above. Someone should be looking at spider cam as well. I love spider cam, but don't do that. Tupo will get pinned. <laughs> oh, look, he stays straight most of the time. Maybe not most of the time. We'll see how that goes. Uh, second row, Sal- another Salakaya Lotto. I didn't notice either of them on the park, mate. No. I can't shit on them too hard, but they said, I, w- I watched the South African game. I, I knew Etzebeth was on the park. Yeah. 
and fucking Dutoit too. I could see their arms from here, not just that fact, but I knew they were on the park. I knew Otoji was on the park. And, and Henderson. And I was watching highlights of Alan Wynn Jones this morning, getting excited for his return. Dude, he's on the he was on the plane to South Africa as that game was played. Outrageous. But second rubbers like that have an impact on this game. I didn't notice any of the Australian second rubbers at any point in this game of rugby. Let, Maybe you could argue they did their job. I don't know. I didn't see him. No, uh, he um, uh, Salakai Locha was a lot more proactive at the beginning, but he just disappeared. He did disappear as the game went on. He started um, okay, but this week they've rested Philip Swain starting thoughts yep. in in. I don't I don't mind that, but my still issue is that is that five position. You know, it's very hard to to be a lock on both sides of the scrum. So I just still see who that um who who's gonna who's gonna be that five. Mm. Um, back row this week they've gone with Swinton at six and Nasarani at eight. Um, Hertzman. He made an impact. He made an impact when he came on Nasarani. And he did game one too. Nasarani deserved that jersey. Good on him. No, no, I actually think obviously this is a minutes conversation, right? The, the other boys just can't keep playing. Hooper can. He'll be fine. Um, but it's a minutes conversation. But it's also neither Wilson or Valentini has been good enough. So I think these jerseys are up for grabs for Nasarani and Swinton. They can come out there and have a barnstorming game. They might find themselves in the, the first test match. Yeah, mm. if they um, dominate, if they have an impact, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's kind of sad with Wilson because he can. He's another dude with a little bit of X factor to him. But the consistency of Nasarani and just the meters in which he makes. Well, that's why I have for some competition. Yeah. Some pressure on him. Uh, Hooper was out Standing. I thought he was going to poo out another try out of his bum. He was outstanding all game. Mate, it's a, to the point where I feel sorry for him, man. He just must look around and I'm putting everything into this. Chasing down wingers, Liam Wright's 10 metres behind him. It it's must sweet. be just so heartbreaking. Just so heart. Just for years, giving it your everything and these bums. Just keep losing. Because, yeah, because um, if that was me and you, I would be so off you. <laughs> I'm chasing, if I'm chasing these wingers down, shitting out tries and you're dropping it, I would be so off you. I feel like this has occurred. No? No. No, it hasn't. <laughs> no, not yet. No. <laughs> um, but we've got to come into question his decision making. Just take it apart. Take your three, please. But if, take you, three. but if he didn't take, if he took the three, you wouldn't have got the try afterwards in that isolated, that particular situation you're talking have about. Have a look right? at the game. I think look at the penalty count. You're the stats man, Richard. Yeah, it was even. Yeah. Look how many goals France kicked. We had more in kickable opportunities than them. Look at and Lollacy Lola is kicking well too. Kick your fucking goals, man. It's test match rugby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just that, that arrogance for years hmm. is just perplexing. We have not scored more than two tries in a game since Rennie's been coach. Let's stop assuming we're going to score every time there's a penalty. Kick the goal. I can't imagine how many Australians are yelling, take the three every time we get a penalty in their half. Mate, just check Twitter. What did you find out, out, Jim? You just checked Twitter? Oh, no, no. Twitter was full of take the three, take the three, Um, take the points. Yeah. Is Is that Hooper or is that Rennie? Surely it has to be a Hooper because if it's Rennie, then I don't feel that he's actually captain. Then surely, surely Does it is Hooper being a muppet, or is he backing his uh, his um, structures? Yeah, and great, we're not New Zealand, but don't back him. Didn't you say you wanted to be New Zealand though, and you wanted <laughs> yeah. to try for number one? 
But if I'm going to be a realist for a minute, the fan. Hang on a minute. You said you didn't, you didn't want to be a realist. Yeah. You're, the, you're the former or the latter, man. Yeah, come on, man. During kickoff, I'm not a realist. I'm an optimist. I'm in my grain and gold. I'm passionate. Right isn't, now. Isn't, isn't that Hooper? Fully stripped. I'm the optimist. Yeah. Let's go. Right now, I'm a realist. We're building. We need to win test matches in the meantime. Take the three. Don't be arrogant. When I'm watching, then I'm a passionate, deluded fan. I'm always a take the three option. I know we don't have the ability at times. Yeah. Um, Gordon, was Done. the under nines commentary was better this week. He was. And you know what? Actually, the first in the first whatever it was, let's call it the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought actually they both played better, him and Lalasio, because Lalasio looked a bit flatter. He started to take the ball on a little bit more, but it just disappeared. Yeah, I thought Lolasio had a decent game. I thought Gordon had a decent game. Neither of them owned the game. No. When you've got 65% of percentage, a 9 or 10 should control it. They should be bugging the corners, feeding the forwards, dictating the way this game is played. They were both passengers to the game. They didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Um, but, you know, you look at a, a class 9 or 10 and, and they control the game of rugby um, and they just didn't do it. Tamua, he played better, undeniable. I just don't feel like he's a threat. And I think I think I tweeted what's the point of Tamua and people was like, that's the meanest thing ever. It's, it's mean, all right, I get it. But fuck yeah. Um, but my point is, what's his threat? I think in modern day rugby, you can really carry a 10 who's not a legitimate threat, a Mornay Stain, if you will. An 37, Owen you know, you can carry one bloke who's He'd not... still a get in this Wallaby team. Of course, of course. But I think from there out, you, you, everyone needs to be an option. There needs to be an option to bust the line, carry and pass. And I just don't see that with Matt Tamura anymore. Well, that was my criticism of Lolasio too. I reckon too many times he'd get a shit ball and look to pass for five seconds before just committing to the run. He is a small dude and probably doesn't back himself in that circumstance. But if you're a one-dimensional fly half, we're playing a losing game. Yeah, and James O'Connor's stock just continues to rise by not playing. Um, but one thing he does have is because he's not a traditional 10, plays pretty flat and he's a running throw. Um because he doesn't sit in the pocket. Um, 13, Paisami is a bit shit. Yeah. Just ball security. Fuck me. Yeah, sort it out, mate. Ikitao off the bench was outstanding. I'm very excited to see him play this weekend. Me too. Me too. Just He looks he looks young, Ikitao. Any idea how old he is? Him, Swain, and Lolasio, I think all, they all played in Canberra together. Yeah, Vikings. I saw that. I think they're all the same age. I think yeah. Obviously, we didn't we didn't talk about it, but Tate McDermott's picked at nine too. Did you see the rugby.com.au small little video they put up of Tate getting picked? No. I don't know. It must have been. They put an image over it, and there's this massive bar of just drunk hooligans in silence waiting, and then nine gets announced as Tate McDermott, and they just all blow up. It's it's quite funny. When we're done with this, go have a look at it. Check it out. Um, uh has to. He's just a he's just a very good football player. He played yeah. great for the Reds. His fundamentals like he's fine, mate. Yeah. There's no one else to pick right now. How long he, till he shaves his head, you reckon? Oh, it's gotta be soon. Mm. Not good. It's not good. Do you think he'll get eaten alive though against better quality teams? I think he's too energetic, too Aaron Smith like, like Faf de Klerk style. Like he comes with a lot of energy, a lot of intensity, and doesn't really get knocked back and then go to a shell. Mm. Um, mate, you look at, I watched Faf last night. He's outstanding. Isn't he's he? Tiny. 
He's a tiny human being. Tate will be fine, mate. He's obviously not going to be the finished article tomorrow, um, but I think this is the level of rugby he will be playing, so let's get him in there. Um, we've got to give it to Corabetti. I don't think we give him enough praise on this podcast because he, we, you know, criticised him not being a complete footballer. He has been sen bloody sensational for two games in a row. He has been the, the one shining light, the one guy you want to see with a footy in his hand. He's been the BOP, mate. He's been the bopper, best on park, Easily. both times. Easily. Um, that try at the start of the game was fucking unreal, and that was a joke that they brought that back. Mm. It's like they just are trying to suck any fun rugby might have. But don't you think if the uh, TV review wasn't there that they'd have probably just caught a knock-on there? They should have. That's his job as a ref. It was clearly a knock-on. I yelled knock-on. And then when... The, when they played on, I was like, what? All right. And then they played on. Well, then they played on. The idiot missed it. Mm. Like, I just, that stuff does my head in. And if that was France, I'd be happy they called it back and they didn't <laughs> score. But I would still disagree with the decision and I'd still be bored as a rugby fan that I'm sitting watching the TMO bore me again. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff pisses me off. Corabetti's a beast. Banks was Banks was better. I just still don't think he's good enough. I know, no, he, I. I, I know he had the try assist. Oh, actually, the, the hockey try assist, the one before uh, the Callaway pass. I just don't see him as a good enough 15. Um, but saying that, we talked about Tom Wright moving to 15. Tom Wright didn't play very well either. So he's the incumbent. He's going to stay there. He's going to play this weekend. Uh, but I just feel under the high ball, his decision-making is still not good enough for me. You know what I think it is with Banks? I actually think he is good enough, but I don't think the back line is good enough. So for so long, and I hate to say his name on this thing, Izzy Folau bails us out in a game like that against France. He scores that one try, makes that one extra line break, and we win the game. Tom Banks can't do that. We had Izzy Folau or Curtly Beal. We had a game changer. Um, and right now, the only bloke who's got that is Corabetti. Um, and if, if he can't do it, we don't do it. And I think Banks can't do it. And for so long, we were in these tight contests where we didn't play very well. But Folau pulls something out of his ass or Curtly Beal pulls something out of his ass. All of a sudden, we win by three. Um, but without them, with Tom Banks at the back, we're not winning by three. We're losing by three. Um, so I think that's the criticism of Tom Banks. I don't think he's playing bad at all. I just think we're, we're used to, I don't know, a fullback who can bail us out. And I think as Aussies, you watch a fair bit of rugby league and fullback is such an important position to change the game. Um, and even watching the Lions tour, how dominant the fullbacks have been. Tom Banks is just serviceable. And that's just... And this gives credence to your point. The, the the top two people in there that gave away the most turnovers in the game were Banks and Wright. Bank, Banks and Wright says a lot for your uh, for your fullback and winger. Yeah, they're not functioning as a trio either, the back no. three. They're, they're all just doing their own thing, I think, is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, God, I'm pumped. Decider on Saturday, quick turnaround. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it should be a great game. Uh, you know what? Whatever teams that go out, it, it's all on the line, and I think it it means a lot to both teams because France, not winning for so many years, will want to come out with a series win, and Australia would definitely want to go out on a high before the Rugby Championship. Who are you tipping, Jim? I'm tipping the Wallabies just because I don't know. Say that with any confidence, but that's why I want to win. I'm uh, I'm much happier with the team we've selected. Tate at nine, really, and the centres. Uh, much more pleasing and a bit of continuity, a bit of time together in some of the other spots. 
Um, I, I'm picking Australia comfortably, but I did that in the first two and I was well, well wrong. I thought we'd be seven plus in both of those. I'm picking the same result this weekend, but but I tell you what, I think the forgiveness of the Aussie fans, we were angry after the first game, not a good enough performance, get out of jail free card. The second game, we were pretty angry, but you know, a day or two when the hangover passes, we can be a bit more realistic. If we lose this one, man, what am I talking about? Fucking, I'll be back the next game, but I'll be upset about it. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually agree with you. I think we're looking at the improvement. If you put it on a curve, if we extrapolate that improvement, I think you're always going to go. You're going to go further than what uh, what it is at the moment. And as such, I think you'll win um, more than, by more than seven. I just think also French celebrating, perhaps maybe. I know it would be a different team because obviously they play pretty much two different teams. But um, I, I expect you to win. Can I make one more point that I forgot to bring up earlier? Nothing pisses me off more and nothing is a clearer statement that we're going to lose this game is that when a coach and a team come out and say we're, we're going to fitness, there's a reason we're going to win this game. We're going to play a fast pace. That oh. is code. That is code for we're not going to kick for three. We're going to do some dumb quick taps. We're going to pass it too often and we're going to play a bit shit. And then for some reason, we imagine these athletes who are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and do fitness for breakfast are going to get tired. It, it pisses me off when that's a strategy. Clearly, fitness is a very important base in rugby. That cannot be your strategic plan for the game. It does no, but, not head in. But it's also, it's definitely not what they're doing. It's just something to fill airtime. It's just a word that they say, which people will lap up and say that, oh, okay, we're focusing on fitness. Fitness wasn't good enough. You know what? It's, I it's, hope it's, it's, true. A, it's, it's a ruse from what they really want to say. I hope you're true. When I hear teams say it, that is synonymous with not taking three. It is synonymous for up-tempo, right? In other words, not test match footy. Plus, within a week, what fitness gains are going to be made substantially within a week to be able to do that? Sorry, it's just not believable. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope they're not that dumb. And they thought France were just eating escargot in the hotel room getting fat because they weren't. They look very fit. Escargot is quite tasty with some garlic. Have you had it? Scared. Jim? Sorry, what? Have you eaten, eaten snails, mate? Yeah, escargot, delicious, mate. Yeah. Fucking delicious, um, too. Mm. All right, really quickly, and then we'll get out of here. Lions, South Africa. It's 1-0 to South Africa in the four-game series. Um, how do we reckon the rest of the series goes? Man, it's a close encounter. They were definitely up for it. Um, the how old clearly Bockies. was that the first test match in the series? Yeah, it had the intensity of it, too. It was, was just South down. Africa versus the Lions, mate. Um, just my just a real brief takeaway. I hadn't seen. I I feel like I haven't witnessed any South African rugby for two years, and it's the same blokes just trotting around. That surprised me. There's no real new names. Not that they're not deserving. I thought they were all quite physical. They're much better than the Wallaby side we've seen. And um, our, oh. Owen Farrell's demise. Just not a great player anymore. No, he's been hindered by um, obviously the level that he's been playing at over the last year. I think has not helped him, and I think the uh, not only the regression, you know, age potential, all those things. I completely agree. He's not a he. He won't make that fifth that starting fifteen in my opinion right now. But he might do based on COVID or injury. You know, he replaced Dan. He only played because Dan Bigger was injured today. So, who knows what that team's going to be like? What a great way to start! I think it was a great exhibition for both teams because South Africa needed uh, South Africa A needed the hit out. The Lions needed a natural game. 
you know, they'd won the first two games by a hell of a lot and they actually needed a bit of realism. So I thought it was a great spectacle. And, and when the real test matches start, I think it'll be because the South Africans will get better. Um, I think it'll be a great series. To your two points, Jim, I felt the same, mate. It was dad's army, but it felt like some ute pulled up and these blokes who used to rip at footy walked out of the ute. These absolute units were like, yeah, that's right. Well, we'll play today. Etzebeth, Detroit, Mornay Stain, just these all these old dogs just got out there, yeah. hadn't seen him for years and just belted up the Lions up front. Um, I agree entirely with your point with Farrell. If Farrell and Aki are 10 and 12, the Lions won't be winning. There's just no creativity coming from there. They stifle everyone else. Um, but I actually think from, from watching it, Lions probably should have won this one. South yeah, Africa were merchants at all black style giving away penalties. Enough. Yeah, I know they got two yellows, but seriously, there could have been a red in there. There was so many. The Yako was not his finest moment. About no, and I, I think the Lions, because of the 10 and 12 axis, didn't capitalise on that. Uh, with a better functioning 10 and 12, they jump ahead by by 15 and it's a different game. But South Africa beat them up, mate. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for this series if it goes ahead. Yeah. Um, with everything that's going on. Um, that young kid, the, the 10 for England, um, see him get a call up? Yeah, it was yeah, played on for his England. way too. Yeah, yeah played against, cool. uh, what was it, Canada, and then suddenly uh, on, on the plane over because um, uh, Finn Russell's been, uh, been, been ruled out. Fantastic yeah. opportunity for him. He hasn't really played for England, but he's been great for Exeter, I believe. Not that I've seen it. but I've seen some great. highlights. Looks like he's got a lot of skill. All right, boys, why better bounce? Anything to add? Oh, I was just going to ask quick predictions for the other games. You know, we don't want to be disrespectful. Tonga Samoa this Samoa. weekend. Jim? Tonga Samoa. I'm going yeah. Samoa. Okay, Definitely. Cool. And we all know New Zealand, Fiji, New Zealand will win. I just wanted to check the big game. That was all. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to be Fiji this weekend. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. Mm. All right. Thanks, boys. Uh, See boys, you, people. Unreal. All right. Catch ya.